Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to The Big Picture with Larry Raglan. I'm your host, Larry Raglan. And today, we're going to talk about pronouns. I made a previous show about that subject, but this time it's going to be a little bit different because we're going to talk about the proper pronoun for God and his identity. And it's under assault. We're going to talk about it today. You got to know what the proper pronoun for God is, and it's not debatable. Yep, welcome back into the big picture. I'm telling you, we're going to go straight into the big picture today. If you have not already subscribed, let's see, where's it at? Where's it at? There it is. It's backwards. Right there, right there. You see that reminder right there? At the bottom of your screen there on, on your YouTube uh, page, you'll see that red subscribe button. Click that red subscribe button. And you know what I found out as I've learned more and more about uh, YouTube and how it is shared with people one of the, if not the biggest way that you can put it in front of people that are not current subscribers and have never viewed our channel before is to hit that like button, that thumbs up button. If you hit that thumbs up button, then that will, the more thumbs up we get and the more comments we get, but especially those thumbs up and subscri subscriptions, the more recommendations YouTube will recommend this video. Uh, and you know this is going to get some people stirred up because the title of this video is God's proper pronoun. Listen, before we get into that, let's talk about pronouns in general. I know what a pronoun is. Okay. I mean, I, I was not, um, top of my class, but, uh, I, I understand the basics of grammar and understand what a pronoun is. Uh, in fact, I'm just going to read to you the, the dictionary definition of a pronoun It's a word that can function by itself as a noun phrase and refers either to the participants in the discourse Example, I or you, or to some someone or something mentioned elsewhere in the discourse. Example, she, it, this. We've always known that, okay? It is designed to help us telling a story or stating a fact. The example I give is, you know, let's, let's say you got a, a next-door neighbor that has, uh, he's a red-haired guy that lives next to you. You could say, hey, that I have a neighbor who. He's, he's a red-haired man that drives a black truck, okay? I know that sounds a little silly to say it that way. But, you know, you can say that or you can say he drives a black truck. In other words, it's a, it's a way of storytelling to condense things down. down. Uh, pro, pronouns have, have, have been around as long as the language has been around, and we've all understood what they've meant. But I think we understand now that pronouns have taken on a life of their own. Okay, it's now more than grammar. It's not when you hear the word pronoun nowadays, you don't think about grammar. You think about identity. You think about it's it's literally become a word now. You know, some of those words have been taken over in our language, uh, in culture over the years, and uh, it's hard to get those words back because in our mind, we automatically think of that. So now if we say uh, the word pronoun, uh, if you're plugged in at all to what's going on around the world, you automatically think, oh, i gotta be, I got to be sure that I'm doing the proper pronoun. Proper pronoun. Well, a proper pronoun for a man would be he. A proper pronoun for a woman would be she, and I'm sure that I'm going to get flagged by the algorithm just for saying that, which is ridiculous. But, you know, now there are 78 personal pronouns minimum 
that's the that's the baseline. Seventy eight personal pronouns out there. I'm not going to read them all to you, but they're just. You know, some of them are just made up, just people just like, I don't know what I am. Uh, I'm a variation of about 10 different things. So I'm going to create a word here. And that's what we're going to call it. But that's not our subject today. Our subject is our God. You see, when you can, I want you to get this in your spirit. When you can successfully convince the masses to be confused about their identity or even recreate their identity, it's almost like when you hear the term gateway drug, when you when you think about, you know, this drug, you know, got me high for a little while, but after a while it didn't get me high anymore, so I had to up the ante, I had to go a little higher, and, and certain drugs are gateways to other drugs. There are certain ideas and certain cultural shifts and mindsets that are intended by the enemy, which the enemy is not a person. We do not wrestle against flesh and blood. The enemy is Satan and his agenda. He plays the long game. you got to understand this about the devil. He plays the long game. And you look around at the cultural changes. They did not happen overnight, y'all. These were played along the long game. And little by little by little, we allowed the enemy to just sort of chip away at things. But let me tell you, the end result of this whole pronoun phenomenon is not Humanity. The end result is if you can convince the masses to change their thinking that the, and, 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 and begin to empower themselves to be able to identify themselves as anything they choose to identify themselves with and, and stand firm that it doesn't matter what the science says. It doesn't matter what the biology says. It's a gateway to ultimately the attack against the creator himself. Because, you know, if you are born in the wrong body, if, if you are uh, in your mind, if you think that, if you've made that decision, then it is ultimately you saying that God, the creator, if, if you believe in God, the creator, most, most probably would not, but some do believe that God absolutely created them in the wrong body that's a little confusion there, and the Bible says, for God is not the author of confusion. So I'm just going to go there, y'all. I'm just, I don't care. You can flame me all you want to, but nothing that you can say to a believer uh, to me uh, can come against what I believe because this is what I believe, and this is the Word of God. I don't just believe part of the Word of God. I believe all the Word of God. So, so it's a gateway to try to redefine the pronoun, and we see it happening now where we see people um, referring to he, she, they, God. Uh, one, one particular video that's gone viral now is of a chapel service where they're praying to the most holy queer God. And this is not hate speech, y'all. I'm not, I'm not coming against anybody's. Everybody has the freedom to make any lifestyle choice they want to make. They have the freedom, obviously, as an American, but as a human being, uh, you can love whoever you want to uh, love. You can be with whoever you want to be with. That's your decision. The reason this topic has come up so much and some people are taking a stand is because it's being forced on our children. It's being forced uh, on people who, you know, being forced to uh, speak uh, these things that do not believe, uh, number one, that God created them that way. Number two, uh, that biology speaks that. Okay, we're we're constantly being told to follow the science, and uh, I I don't have a problem with that because I believe science is very real, and I believe that science 
will speak to a creator God when you follow it all the way out. You can call me all you want to call me on that, but I do believe that. But see, we were created in the image of God. So the fact that we were created in the image of God, that's why the devil hates us so much, because when he looks at us, we remind him of God. And, and because, you know, no other creature was created in the image of God. So if you can confuse someone about their image, then you can eventually, ultimately confuse their image of their creator. Our eyes need to be open to what's really going on. There is a very intentional agenda. And uh, like I said, I don't know if this video will survive or not, but this is not hate speech. This is not uh, in any way, shape, or form. I say at our church all the time, it doesn't matter who you are, who you are, who your partner is, who you're married to, whether it's the same sex, opposite sex, um, living together. It doesn't matter. You're just as welcome at our church. You can worship at our church just like anybody else. Uh, you're just going to hear me preach the gospel. I'm going to preach it in as much love as, as I possibly can, but I'm going to preach the gospel. Okay? And here's the gospel. You were created in God's image. And I love this. You want to talk about the pronouns of God. God made it pretty emphatic about one of his, uh, the, you know, by, by the way, let me back up and say this too. Pronouns, we understand grammar-wise, pronouns are the he, she's, they's, and those, those but so forth. Now that, we're, now that pronouns has become identity, what I want to speak on for the next few minutes is, is the power of identity. Uh, because, you know, the world has made pronouns mean identity. So that's what I want to talk about. Listen, you, many of you may know the story. You may not know the story, but Moses, the great uh, deliverer of the children of Israel in the Old Testament, when he was wandering, walking, actually walking around and shepherding uh, in, in the wilderness, he came upon a, a tree that was on fire. It's known as the burning bush. The Bible said it was on fire but not consumed. And it, of course, got his attention. He turned towards the fire in the burning tree, and he began to hear the voice of God. And God began to give him instructions of how he was going to go and deliver the children of Israel out of bondage from the Egyptians. So Moses starts freaking out. Moses starts saying, now listen to these words. He starts saying, well, who, when I go to the children of Israel and I tell them everything you told me to tell them, who in the world am I going to say you are? Because we've we've believed in God. We've never seen you. We don't know your name. We, we know you exist, but we don't know who you are. They're going to ask me, what kind of God? Because they knew I was raised in Egypt and all this. And am I flipping out or something? What kind of God? What's the name of the God that's, that's told you to come tell us this? Listen to what Exodus chapter 3, verse 13 says. Then Moses said to God, Indeed, when I come to the children of Israel and say to them, The God of our fathers has sent me to you. And they say to me, What is his name? Okay? Up until recently, that's how your identity was uh, identified. You know, my identity was Larry. My name is Larry. So, you know, I'm identified as Larry. When I introduced myself, I introduced myself as Larry. I didn't introduce myself, how you doing, I'm a man. It happens to be Larry. I, most people either can see that if they're talking to me in person or they could hear it in my voice. But I just would introduce myself as Larry because that's the way generations have identified themselves. And that's why Moses said, you know, I just can't go in there and say the God of our fathers 
I need to know a name. I need to know your identity. I need to be able to identify you to those that are asking me who you are. Now watch this. They say to me, what is his name? What shall I say to them? And God said to Moses, I am who I am. Woo, I am who I am. I am who I am. In other words, nobody gets to define me. Nobody gets to redefine me. Nobody created me. I know your finite mind cannot, our finite minds cannot handle the understanding of, of someone never having a beginning and never having an ending. But that's our God. Our God is eternal. He was not made up one day, created one day. He is eternal. He has always existed and he will always exist. So therefore, he does not have a creator. The one that gets to identify the creation is the creator. Do you see what I'm saying? We're the ones that you make something, you copyright it, you uh, you have all the rights to it, and you produce it. You get to name it, okay? Uh, so he says, look, I'll name myself. I identify myself because nobody else can identify me because nobody created me. I am who I am. And then he said, thus shall you say to the children of Israel, I am has sent me to you. So he shortens it down to I am, uh, and that's known as the secret name of God, I am, and the holy name of God, the unspeakable name of God. But we miss that first part a lot of times when we talk about that. He says, I am who I am. In other words, what you see is what you get. This is who I am. He made it very, very clear. So the first identity of our God cannot be changed. He is who he is. He is who he's always been, and he is who he will always be. In fact, Jesus Christ said, I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. I'm the God that was and is and is to come. Okay? The second one, and I think the, one of the more important ones that are trying to be redefined right now when it comes to the identity and the pronouns of God is Father God. You know, we don't we have a lot of issues with fathers. Okay. You're looking at one right here that had major issues. I had two fathers that dropped me. Two fathers didn't want to have anything to do with me. You can read about that in my book. I see greatness in you. Horrible situations with fathers. And a lot of people that are like me have a hard time accepting a heavenly father because they had such a terrible, horrible father here on this earth. And that image of a father is not one that they even want to think about. But he is known as our father. Listen to what Psalm 68, 5 says. A father, he's a father to the fatherless and a defender of the widows is God in his holy habitation. He is a father to the fatherless. Remember Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the father. Listen to Matthew 23, 9. Do not call anyone, these are the words of Jesus, on earth your father. For one is your father who is in heaven. Okay, he wasn't saying you. It's, it's it's a sin to call your dad father. He's just saying you cannot put any other gods before him. Father means provider. Father means uh, he's the keeper of the seed. He's a provider. He's a defender of the widows. And ultimately, if everybody else lets you down, you have a father that will never let you down. Father. He is referred to in Scripture a hundred and seventy times. As father, 
Jesus Christ referred to God as the Father several times and in other cases used masculine pronouns in reference to God. In the Gospels alone, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Christ used the term Father in direct reference to God nearly 160 times. That's, that's Jesus referring to the Father nearly 160 times. Therefore, the pronouns, the proper pronouns of our God are he and him, not they, them, or her. It's he or him. Now, listen, this is what's so powerful. You know, many of you don't believe in the Trinity, and that's I'm I'm of the belief, and you may disagree with me on this. I'm not of the belief that that is necessarily a salvation issue in the sense that uh, as long as you're not believing something heretical when it comes to Jesus not being God, because I do believe that Jesus is God incarnate. But in the Trinity, we have one God that eternally exists and manifests within three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Well, our finite minds cannot understand that. But I'm in, I'm in a studio right now surrounded by multiple lights. I mean, I can look and see where one light is and the other light is not or starts and ends sitting next to the other light. But when it hits me on this camera, it's one light. It's multiple lights, but it's one light. So we, we believe in one God that manifests himself in the understanding of a father, in the understanding of the son, Jesus Christ, and in the understanding of the, of the breath of God, the spirit of God, the Holy Spirit. So, you know, if there was any, any um, God, entity, whatever you want to call it, that had the right to be demand to be called they, it would be, a, it would be possibly the Trinity. But it's not, he don't refer to himself as they because he's not a they. He's he. He is one God. Okay? Now, when I was here, this is not deep teaching here. I can do another teaching on the Trinity. I'm just trying to tell you that, you know, it's he's not the father, the mother, and the son or daughter. He's our father. Okay? He is Father God. Therefore, his proper pronoun is he and him. Okay? So today, on this short podcast... I want to just let you know that unless I get kicked off of here, I'm going to come in here randomly at random times, and I'm going to address this subject. I will do my very best to not ever come across as hate speech uh, because it's not rooted in hate whatsoever. It's rooted in love because there's no, there's no greater thing that could happen than for a broadcast or a message or a song or something strike within somebody's heart that's battling confusion that's battling struggle to help them make a decision you know hey i need i need to go back and see what the creator the one that made me identified me as and uh so another another episode i'll talk about the pronouns of actual men and women and boys and girls and 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 what's going on in that sense but this one was different because this is the end. I'm starting with the end of the long game versus starting with the beginning. The end of all of this is the ultimate goal to destroy the image and the identity of our God. And when you remove God, when you remove his authority, 
when you remove his personhood that we can have a relationship with and look to him as our provider and our protector, then anything is possible. You can change your identity and idea of anything else. But not on this show because in the big picture, we're going to remind you of the truth. Because the truth doesn't come from a Democrat or a Republican. The truth comes from Jesus and the word of God. If this one made it to YouTube, hope you enjoyed it. Subscribe. Subscribe. Hit the like button. Share. And pray for me, y'all. Because they're going to probably be coming after me. <laughs>